Oh, now it's oh, fun. Shit. Now it's real. Now it's all about fun. Yeah. Now we're in character. Yes. And Hello, uh, Dan. How's your day been? It's going good, Eric. Wait, well, that's your radio voice. <laughs> Yes, and my character voice. Oh, wow. I'm like an evil villain from one of those 80s cartoons, and I own a bunch of lasers, and wow. I wear a snake head. Sometimes and the laser snake head eating the head. Head off the, the opposite side. side. Now we're going to get flagged for copyright. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they're going right. to be like, that is an actual recording of They Might Be Giants. <laughs> You got me oh, going man. now, Eric. Hey, do you remember when uh, it was kind of like there was this thing creeping up about cover bands playing uh, playing covers in public and how that was like running into some potential like copyright issues? Huh. No, I didn't. You know, remember, that. Yeah, that was kind of a thing bubbling up in like 2011, and now it seems like nobody cares. But I remember yeah. like um, there was some... Uh, debate as to whether uh cover bands were going to be able to continue performing covers in public because hmm. technically i guess there's like a law against performing a cover you have to actually you're technically supposed to obtain the uh licensing or whatever it is mm -hmm. um permission just like if you were to record and release and sell the song mm -hmm. because people might be making money off of that artist's music Wait, yeah. so what I'm hearing is we could permanently shut down cover bands? Now, this <laughs> just, was... Just call the cops? <laughs> this was a hope in about... <laughs> hey, hey, down there at, at Tailgaters, there's a, there's a band illegally covering music. And then they bust it like a SWAT team. <laughs> That'd be so cool. <laughs> All right, you punks, get off stage now. Shitty black star amps with uh, police tape wrapped around them. <laughs> Put your instruments down now. Evidence. Turn around. Evidence Put of Put your suck. hands behind your back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is glorious. That's yeah, a glorious idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, like, tons of people to, like, show up. You better be playing legal music. Yeah. Yeah. AKA original. Yeah. Originals are jail. <laughs> Original. Actually, that's a pretty good plan. I mean, yeah, it. it is. It is like, so <laughs> may, maybe they're just trying to ban all music altogether. Well, that'd be all right too. You know, it's, I mean, it's kind of played its course, right? <laughs> a little bit, especially since we started doing the podcast and common <laughs> comment. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, uh, I was just kidding about there being nothing new or good. One one uh, thing we reviewed in particular lately that really blew me away was FKA Climate, uh, yes. AKA Travis Austin. Yes, um, and I, yeah. I had no I had no idea that FKA stood for formerly known as. Yeah. So, so is it always formerly known as? That, that must always know. be the case. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 But uh, that's who we're going to talk to today, y'all. Yeah, yeah, FKA Climate was awesome. Yeah. Is awesome. Or is, is awesome. I shouldn't I even think. say was. We'll find out. Well, we, <laughs> we've uh, made him wait eight minutes. You ready to bring him in? I'm ready to bring him in. Okay. Here he comes. Recording in progress, guys. How's it going? Well, there he is. There he is. There How's it going? So no in, in, in the in the questionnaire, um, I noticed that you mentioned Daniel Johns, and I was wondering, is that Daniel Johns from Silverchair? And judging from your shirt, yes. it definitely is. So. Yeah, this just happened to be at the top of my clean laundry. So I, I was like in a rush <laughs> to get in here and was a couple minutes late. And 
I thought it was fitting. But yeah, um, <laughs> so rewind back 21 years and um, an album came out. I was driving around in my hometown of Alpha, Illinois, and was driving my parents' Mitsubishi Mirage Ford, and then the radio came on, and there's like, there's this new single from Silverchair, and I thought, I thought he was dead. I didn't know. And then this like extremely bright, beautiful song came up, and it was like the the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. And then uh, I was hooked, but the really like the the hinge of it was his vocals, <laughs> and that kind of like started the whole thing, really. And, I, and then I spent like four or five years doing music in college and recording stuff, some of the material, which was actually on the EP. And for the first few years, I was just trying to sound like him when the real thing was like, I'm just trying to sound like the best version of myself because my hardware is not his hardware. My voice, mm -hmm. my head, my brain is my own. Right. And so it was a kind of a journey of self-actualization of which I had failed tremendously in that time because like everything I recorded and tried to release, which was its own thing, its own journey. I, I was never happy with how my vo voice sounded. Mm -hmm. So I would like release it and be like, hey, if you want to listen to it, here you go. But it didn't have that kind of like declarative aspect that um, I think I finally achieved after 17 years so yeah, yeah that's a hard one uh like i think that's a something that a lot of people don't actually end up figuring out is you are literally the only person that has your voice so <laughs> yeah like, why would you try to sound like someone else that already has their voice you know like because i thought that well i know. thought that that was how it works like right? when i was 17 you know that, mm -hmm. that was i thought that was the course it's really funny by the way like as a quick aside I'm, this is, this is very, like, it, it feels very new again, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, it feels like a, a completely different life ago that I had even started doing this stuff. And then I spent from June of last year to December of last year making that EP and releasing it. And then a few months later, you know, um, you guys catch wind of it and, there, you know, I hear that there's a podcast reviewing the work, and I'm like, oh, dang it, here we go. Uh, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna hide and not think about it. And then a friend told me, dude, listen to the review, it's good, they're talking good about it. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then I'm listening on my phone. And I'm just, it's just like the sweat smile emoji the whole time. I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> what the hell is this? Like, are you kidding me? This is crazy. Thank you. So thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted and flattered and, and a little bit like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I, 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 I'm still building confidence, but it's, yeah. so I appreciate that deeply. It's, it's a very, um, it's great. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Yes, we well, loved it. I, even just this yes. morning, uh, this morning, my, wife was saying, well, who are you interviewing? And I said, oh, FKA Climate. I said, listen to this song. And I played her on and off. And I said, I think <laughs> this is one of the best songs I've heard all year. And I'm not, I'm not just pulling your chain. Like, Thank you. I don't, I'm a kind of a dick when it comes to music. <laughs> like, I'm kind of an elitist and that helps. everything that else. That helps me feel but, better about it. Cause uh, like, it's I, great. Yeah. I got, you know, my standards are very, are such that I'll, I'll wait 17 years to release something. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, you, know, you don't know the story about that song. Um, so like, okay, the EP, the, the first song I wrote last year, the last song I wrote last year, the middle three I wrote around 03 to 06. On and off, I wrote in 2006. I was in college. It was a Saturday night. I had two rum and Cokes and I thought in my mild inebriation i'm gonna write and record a song in two hours and so i made a demo uh called on and off i wrote all the lyrics within 10 minutes i wanted to cool edit did some uh like little sound mouth things like made a little rhythm using just multiple tracks i was i was drunk technically so i just started going in on the vocals and it took about two hours to um get it done and the demo, I was like fascinated and enthralled, but it was it was raw, like it wasn't anything mm -hmm. like that. And that was how that so I, so I needed to get that. I wanted to bring that back as like a full circle kind of thing. Like you know, you had interviewed Steve, right? And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Steve Mall of Grandfather Confusion of Mountain Swallow. He's the goat. Like 
he's a, a very talented musician, which I, I would not claim myself to be a talented musician by any means, but like, so he, um, he and I have known each other for a long time since oh three we kind of kind of parallel tracks and he helped record like drums for uh stuff that i released in college self-release it wasn't anything crazy so yeah i go back to recording re-recording and making this you know it's kind of the single of the, of the ep basically i have a music video for it and everything else and it took you know two hours in the demo it took like 200 hours for this because i was like the sound i was really there was a lot of figuring things out with mm -hmm. it. And, and, and from there it was like, I don't want it to be like the past. I want it to sound like now. And the other thing is like, I don't want any of these songs to sound like it came from 06. I don't want to come off like, I don't know, a band who was in the mid aughts, who's trying to re-record something, but it still sounds like it's coming from mm -hmm. 06. Like I, I want the material to have a relative timelessness if that makes any sense so it was yeah. really mm -hmm. about sure forging what 2022 2023 sounds like mm -hmm. hopefully that happened and i'm thrilled if anyone thinks that's the case so well uh, that's actually very interesting that you bring that up because one of the things that i think eric and i both um agreed on uh is that the record kind of sounds like it's almost on the on the brink of doom yet there's like sort of like a hopeful there's like a hopefulness to it as well because it sounds very soulful you know what i mean like is yeah, that is that I, kind of a is is that an accurate sort of interpretation because that's yes. kind of what i was i was kind of almost getting like a like a feeling of like doom scrolling in a way but then at the same time like okay this is all going to be better oh, at some God. point like you know what i yeah. mean like i don't know yeah like, that's I, uh, yeah, this is going to get a little bit dark, guys, and I'm sorry, but yeah, um, that is correct. In, in my, in my opinion, I think that we are headed for a major social correction, but I think we're going to come out of it okay, but it's going to be painful. Like, that's kind of my, like, macro overview of where everything is heading, right? I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to predict anything, but my guess is that, like, we'll adapt and figure it out, mm -hmm. but there's going to be pain. Um but yeah, like the, I think the sound is is um, meant to capture that that uh, dichotomy. Um, like honestly, like the, I, so I'm making. All right, um, I'm a I'm a singles person. Like I don't tend to listen to albums that much, and so mm -hmm. like the album mm -hmm. itself is kind of a flight of beers because it's it's kind of. I was trying to figure out what it was supposed to sound like because the initial idea of the EP was I was just gonna like go back to the old material and just thrash through it and release it and move on mm -hmm. and be done with it. And like, I'm not, you know, I have, I might mine older material for new stuff still, but it's going to be like the electronica vibe. Like mm -hmm. I, if, if there is a guitar, it is a secondary element. It's not going to be the indie thing, like personal effect, the middle track, mm -hmm. it's like, rrr, rrr. and that was supposed to be like what the rest of the album is going to sound like, mm -hmm. but I'm the least happy with that song out of everything else like i listened to it it's like all right fine it sounds like it used to um i have a new song i'm working through now and i i performed it live uh once <laughs> and um it's all electronic but the song is called die in the dark and the song touches the abyss kind of like it it, mm -hmm. it you know i'm i'm not touching the abyss but i'm facing it and, and that kind of goes back to like that a lot of the reason I haven't released anything was because I've been so anxious about performing live. I've been anxious mm -hmm. about releasing things. I've been anxious about what my voice sounds like. When I was a kid, I would not be able to listen to my own voice or to even look at myself on a camera or whatever else because I was like, ah, I'm done. When, uh, you know, like Christmas concerts or whatever and holiday concerts or in school or whatever, like they would play, you know, they would record, like video record the chorus of children singing. And like when it was, you know, fifth grade's turn, and I would be on there. I'd be like, "Mr. Fornander, I got to leave the room. Sorry." <laughs> and I would leave the room. He'd let me know when they were done, and I'd come back. And people were like, "Why did you leave the hallway?" And it's like, "Because I can't watch myself." So mm -hmm. it's been a really weird flip of the switch. Because like last night, I watched just to kind of give myself reorientation. I watched the performance from uh, May and. I'm proud of it, even with like all the flaws. Um, like it, it, it's it's therapy. Like it's a good way to kind of like get past 
all of that kind of, um, you know, the, the flightiness of how I used to regard anything really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and you know, it's interesting because like when you had said, um, that the voice was the star of the show, I think that's kind of mm -hmm. the, the point kind of, I don't know if you can, 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 can I curse or no? Yeah. The vocals were kind of like a fuck you to my anxiety. It's mm -hmm. like, I don't, you know, I threw the rule book out, like no more regard, no more, you know, if, if it sounds cringe to somebody, that's, that's their thing. Like there are some moments where like in the recording, I'm like, oh, I could have done that better. But like at, at this point, it's like, I'm, that's going to, that will be the thread that connects the discography. It's going to be mm -hmm. like the voice, the harmonies and everything that right. I can come up with. And I'm, I'm looking forward to evolving that. Like, I, I really don't think that there's a ceiling with that. I want 20 tracks of voices mm -hmm. at some point for tracks, like on and off, for example, had like, I could go into the garage band now and take a look in fact, as they talk, cause it's, it's on this machine. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, like at, at some points, like there's 10 tracks of vocals going on at the same mm -hmm. time. Like the last uh, part of it where, you know, it's funny cause like the soulfulness, I even kind of looked at it as like, I think that there is a, you know, to connect it to the Midwest, I think that there is kind of like this deep Midwest bluesy sort of soulful thing going on mm -hmm. kind of just by accident this is what I sound like and mm -hmm. the aggregation of all of that ends up sounding like that in some way, which I'm in no way ashamed of. It's just the outcome of you know mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Yeah. I think the vocals are amazing. Like I've said numerous times, but one of the Thank aspects you. I like about it is what you just said, which is you can almost feel that um, tension between the yeah. performance and the will to do the performance you know what i mean yeah. It's, yeah it's built in and it and it works beautifully i think and thank you i can man. i can sort of relate God. with those um big uh harmonies that you spoke of i played in a band for a long time where i had someone else always singing along with me and i thought yeah. oh i like my voice and then yep. when I started to do stuff on my own, I was like, I fucking hate my voice. Like I hate it. <laughs> and so I just started yeah. to double track everything. And then I was like, yes. Oh, I like it. And then I would add more harmonies. And I was like, Oh wow. I really have fallen in love with this process of writing and recording harmonies with myself, even though the starting point was, I hate the sound of this. So yeah. it was almost like bolstering it up, yes. made it a couple of things and made it more prominent or bigger or whatever but it also made it on purpose it made it yeah. with intent if that makes like, sense yeah, i don't exactly. know if you felt like, that too. oh no absolutely yeah 100 because like when you're when you're doubling tracks like guitar i i have to double tracks in my daw which is as we all know garage band which mm -hmm. is the what my work machine supplies me as i'm cheap so yeah <laughs> uh you know i end up oftentimes doubling up on a guitar track to make it you know, go through the the mix as I want it to or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's on and off. In fact, like with the verses, I needed to kind of go in the route of overdubbing and having like two, it's like two voices, but it's mm -hmm. me kind of thing and, and making sure mm -hmm. that, that kind of goes through. Cause when I was going earlier into the production, like I would have one vocal track and it just kind of didn't break through the mix. And it's like, I spent all of the early recordings in, in like the mid two thousands with one vocal track throughout mm -hmm. and it didn't, you know, I don't want them hidden behind the reduction anymore. I, that's right. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, cause it, the thing is like the percussion I just did on a, on my iPad and exported the wave into, into garage band. And that's the, that's the, like, I also have like a MIDI controller that I kind of like press buttons to, to like have other drum samples. The drums are completely programmed. Like mm -hmm. I am anti-Steve. Like I don't have, <laughs> I don't have that. I don't know how he does it. it. He is. I am. I am in awe of anyone who is able to like take a physical object and make it work like that because it's it's all in my head, like all mm -hmm. of it. And the challenge is, it's like, how am I able to translate what I am hearing in my head and make it, you know, audibly tangible? And so like. It has, a, you know, the oftentimes I'm trying to kind of channel a TV on the radio kind of mm -hmm. gang vocal kind of vibe with some of what's going on. But then, um, you know, but that's when I'm trying to like have a single melody and when I'm doing like the, you know, off, for example, when I was doing the choruses and doing the, the multiple octaves and the, and the, 
I don't know, music theory is kind of just informal for me, but like mm-hmm. the the middle harmony between the low and high octave had a presence and I'm like, okay, I can write with this. I can, I can go with that. Um, what's funny is like, it's a very different situation going live. Cause like, I really want to perform live now, which is not mm-hmm. something I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I felt compelled more than I had the drive. To... So like in that sense, it's very much like, how am I able to activate the vocals just using me or in my sampler, I will press a button and a harmony will come out. So it's very much like it, it has a bit more of an improvisation aspect to it when I'm, when I'm live. Cause again, for the audience listening, it's a sampler, a microphone, and then maybe a guitar. And that is it. So when it's funny, cause like in, in the, in the review, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing them live and yeah. I'm like by them, do you mean me and the MK two, four, whatever the hell the sampler's called, uh, yeah. SP 404 MK two is what it's called. What's funny yeah. is like, I'll, I'll add one quick point, which is that like, I, you know, I, I grew up in, in the framework that you have to have a band to do this. And then five years ago, I discovered George Clanton, who is, I don't know if either of you know who he is. I was going like to ask the, about it. Um, George Clinton. Yeah, that, yeah that because guy is uh, Steve goat. Mall also brought up how amazing he was. And then when I saw it on your, your response, I was like, I, or no, maybe it was Jessica Jelinski. Yeah, uh, yeah. From Chachka. She's amazing. Yeah, One of those I think, two. I, I uh, think it might have been. Okay. Yeah, so, incredible. Yeah, I have to check that out. <laughs> but, yeah, Clint, yeah, Clint is like, um, I would highly recommend George Clinton. So he, he came from like the vaporwave trend from like 10 years ago but he um he focused on songwriting and the thing that he kind of realized was that like you don't need a band if you want a band have a band if you have friends and you're practicing you have the scheduling to do it go for it but for him he was able to take a sampler press a button and the backing track was there he'd have his microphone he'd perform and that's it that's all it is there's no rules there are no rules anymore who gives a shit like it's just you know, the world could die in 20. We don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, let's act as if that tomorrow does not exist. So if, it was a good template. Like it was the framework that I'm using now. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I have this you know, similar hardware. I think it's a newer version than even he has, but like it's just because I happen to buy it more recently. I just took what I have in my DAW and exported the mix down without my vocals. And I press a button and I go in. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's I. It frees me up. It doesn't like I don't have to rely on other. Not that I don't want to, but like I have a family, full time job, mm-hmm. I have dishes and laundry and shit like that. Like yeah, I have this much free time, and I'm gonna maximize it the best I can. Um, he's releasing a new album this year. In fact, uh, cool. he's like, my goal is to get it, like, is to get signed on his label because he's got this label called a lot 100 electronica, and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure it's a pipe dream, but I would love to be signed to that label i don't want to get signed is but i if if he offered i would be like yep mm-hmm. sign me <laughs> nice. yeah yeah so. that's kind of one of the cool things about the um advancements of the recording technology being available a lot easier than like in the 90s because you you mentioned oh, yeah. that you know you grew up within the framework of you need a full band and as did i but like now it's like I'm seeing a lot of that going on now where, as you mentioned, you have like somebody has a sampler and a guitar and they're up there and they're moving the crowd just as much as a full band at this point, you know? Yeah. There are two things I need to get though. One, I need light vocal monitoring and Mm. I need lights. Mm. I don't have those yet. And once I get those, it's over. It's (laughs) over. I am so like, I, 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 I did a mini practice last night. Um, just doing um off on off and die in the dark and what's really nice about the sampler is that you can do effects for the vocals like delay and revert mm-hmm. and, and just like feedback looping and all that and it's it's really good because I'm, I'm able to like make it sound different from the recordings which is kind of the aim you're talking about like that this guy did this in garage band <laughs> which it, it's it's kind of crazy how much you can actually do in a mm-hmm. free piece of software um mm-hmm. i would eventually maybe go into logic to master because it's not a mastered ep it's Mm -hmm. a mixed ep i don't know i know how to do that i don't know how to master i don't have the ear to like 
oh yeah the bass needs more punch in the 200 hertz range i i eyeball right. everything mm -hmm. and if it sounds wrong i'll you know i i did like mix down after mix down mm -hmm. daily with the time i had at night in my office because you know you call it bedroom indie it's it's really like office diy <laughs> uh art indie it's really that's really what it is but that's a look good in the flyer so i, I, I <laughs> called something else but like that's it you know i i mean I, I i would eventually want to maybe upgrade to logic and have more tool sets because like i don't think i've found my sound yet because mm -hmm. in my head like for the new one it's i have a very different sonic thinking in my head than what's actually in in the file right now but it works to get you know my song mm -hmm. through and my vocals through and everything else in fact i kind of want to like turn personal effect completely into electronic and con like convert it and get it out of its long-standing rock centric shell mm -hmm. i don't want it to be that anymore but it's not because i don't like how it sounds it's just that i don't that's not where i'm heading so a lot of these songs are older like you said did you did you wait to make them now because you finally felt like you could make the sound in your head like the technology caught up with you or was it more like i finally have a chance to breathe in my life and i do have these few extra moments both both okay yeah so um you know it's interesting because the the idea of of using a lot of gear to get the sound right i i mean i do through garage band because like you can you know I, I i for example you record a guitar through a preamp and all the effects are in garage band and you can design the sound mm -hmm. that way and i that's what i basically did so it's it's this it's just a, a digitized approximation of a suitcase of pedals you know and right. mm -hmm. on that though i i just bought my first pedal last week I have not had a pedal in my entire life until last week. Nice. So <laughs> that when I'm live, I have something that sounds like I want it to sound kind of harsh and industrial and simple. Mm -hmm. Although in theory, if I wanted to, I, I could hook up my guitar to my laptop and my preamp and have the same effects. But sure. my, you know, my machine is like, I don't want to risk having a drop or something. So that's mm -hmm. where the sampler comes in to kind of simplify it. Cause I really want to, be practical like i don't want to have like a ton of stuff because it's just mm -hmm. me like i don't you know i want it to be a handful of things plug in in 10 minutes come out and that way like it's easier for the, the venue it's easier for yeah. me it's more practical i don't have to like think about anything on a side note like i would love nothing more than for steve to come in and like drum the fuck out of like my stuff like i would I'd be honored if he came in or mm -hmm. if other people wanted to join in. Like, it's not like it has to be only me. It's just that I'm not expecting it. Back to your question though. Like, I don't think that my, I, I, I've only really learned to manage my anxiety over the past few years, mm -hmm. uh, such that I can actually do this. And I did side work for my, um, you know, career at night mm -hmm. for a long time. So there just wasn't time, right. uh, at all to do any of this. And I, made the conscious decision uh, to stop moonlighting and have my full-time job and that was my work focus on that and then if there were to be windows of time in the evening i would start i would start doing this and that that started formally a year ago actually it was june 2022 oh, cool. so it's been a year nice. <laughs> now you know now it's happening and uh i think the plane's like started taking off it's kind of like at a you know maybe 200 feet maybe but i have like thirty thousand feet i'm supposed to get to it's kind of what it feels like i've got six no actually no latest count i have four monthly followers on spotify nice. so and I, that probably includes me so it's three <laughs> um so you're not getting a ton of uh viral buzz guys i'm sorry to, <laughs> well maybe in a year or two but it's welcome to the sub two digit club yeah. <laughs> we're no, right there with you that's a, you know it's funny because like you know i i feel like my voice was probably ready to go because i tried to do this in 09 i was living in elgin of all places like the chicago suburbs and i started recording again and it sounded fine but like i don't think tonally like i was there like, I feel like my art direction is better now than it was in my 20s. So, you know, things just kind of converge and, and 
That's what happened. Nice. So. Sort of a follow-up question to Eric's. So, yeah, musically, things kind of evolved. But as far as, like, the themes and lyrics and stuff that you put on the record, did it kind of get updated as the songs kind of were more yes. current? I did some, tw like, 20% of the older songs, the, vo the lyrics are different because I... I just felt like some of the lines were not working, but I did deliberately keep a few of them just to call out the past kind of thing. So it, it you know, this EP really was kind of like a cap of like the past, a lot like Grandfather Confusion's project with Steve. Like he, he I, I listened mm -hmm. to what he was talking about and same thing, really. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I, I wanted to put it to bed. And, um, but that's, I, I could bring back, because the thing is like the way that I think of it is, I hooks it starts with hooks if there's something stuck in my head i will form something around that mm -hmm. and that's usually where it starts and the crux of it is like if if it doesn't get stuck in my head it won't get stuck in someone else's head so i have to have a song yeah. with a good hook or else i will not release it it goes back to like going slow deliberate taking mm -hmm. my time i'm not in a rush to to put out a record or an album or something like that and have filler and not just, and it's nothing, nothing against anyone else. You know, people have their, their goals and their functions and that's fine. It is not to judge or to compare to anybody else with my time availability philosophy. Uh, you know, I would rather release a handful of EPs that are solid as fuck than to you know, um, feel compelled to put out a full release. Cause again, it goes back to like previous pressures mm -hmm. or previous expectations that, it, that, that you, you know, that are conditioned by the convention of the music world or whatever. And like, I just, oh, through the past five years kind of unlearned a lot of it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, you know, it's it, cause really like the basis of it is that is the live performance. Like they don't care if it comes from an LP or an EP, mm -hmm. they just want it to sound good. They want to be engaged. So. Yeah. And I also think that the, I don't know, qualifications or metrics or requirements or whatever of what constitutes an EP and LP is kind of out the window oh. too. It's like five or six songs, call it a record. Who cares? <laughs> you know, like, I agree. Uh, <laughs> That's the thing. Like, anymore people are just more engaged in singles and albums anyway and that's always how mm -hmm. i've been, kind of been like in fact my favorite album of all time has one clunker that i skip <laughs> like, yeah so you know what is like, that album by the way <laughs> it's the it's uh it's diorama by silver chair it's the 2002 oh. release so uh, i gotta hear it i've view. never heard it it's a it's, great record cool thank you yes it's <laughs> it um, is and it's criminally overlooked i don't have any sort of i don't know i don't yeah, have an opinion ups. of silver chair i guess i mean i remember the single and you know but i didn't pay much attention so it's not like i'm against them or anything so i will actually no, check it out but one thing that's funny to me is as artists i think everyone has their sort of um their sort of pet thing that really meant something to them and means something to them and that for all intents and purposes, the outside world is kind of like, oh yeah, I guess I remember them, whatever. There's it's, way more to the surface right. guys and it's so, this, this and this, yeah. I, yep. I think everyone has that. And I think that's kind of a beautiful thing because even if you do have four to 12 li monthly listeners, like one of those listeners might be really inspired by what you're doing and it might really mean mm -hmm. something to them. And that's, yeah. that's a lot of pressure kind of but it also is uh, an unknown, so you don't really have to feel pressure about it. It's not yeah. for sure, but it is possible. You never know what you're putting out yeah. might really matter to someone. Yeah. I think that's something to yes. remember. And, and and another kind of quick point is that Daniel Johns releases a solo record last year called Future Never. Mm -hmm. The man is 43, I think, yeah, he was 43 when it was released. And I'm like, I'm 36. Like, what am I doing? I can do this. Like, I can, yeah. what, what, what's <laughs> right. stopping me? Um, right. And it's, it, you know, it's really good. It took him a long time and, and just kind of full circle. Um, but yeah, the idea that like, you you know, as as artists, I think if you approximate the title to artists, the idea that if you're not deeply pulled by inspirational source, then you're kind you know, there's not a lot to mine. You need material from which to mine mm -hmm. in order to get 
but at the same time, it's also like the the thing is like I don't think that anything that I'm doing is sound. In fact, songs that I have don't even sound like the other songs. They're just like it's almost like uh, how it, how it compared is like jingles. Like yeah. I don't know if any of you know the Wacky Waters jingle, for example, but I have a very strong opinion oh, yeah. that that's the best jingle of Can all time. Can you guys sing it for me? <laughs> No, but I will <laughs> point you to where you can. Because I don't remember it, um, but I love jingles. Well, it's okay. So the, the thing is, like, that was like <laughs> paradise for me when I was a kid. Yeah. A water park with a wave pool, the sun, the peak of summer. I'm, I was born in July. So, like, it just, it, it all hit. And the jingle is like very impassioned children singing about a water park. And that's the crux. Oh, I'm not going to sing it now because I don't want to um, distress my child. It is coming back to me, though. Yeah. Uh, the, nice. I know the lyrics. We, <laughs> I'll, I'll, we want to go where adventure lives. Like that's that's how the jingle starts. That's pretty profound yeah. if you think about yeah, it. Right. We want to yeah, go yeah, yeah. where wanna... adventure lives. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they declare the business title: Wacky Wires Adventure Park. <laughs> and then they and then the next line is like, all right, now we're going to list off the adventures themselves rides slides and a pirate ship nice. are you kidding me yeah. like an actual pirate ship <laughs> back to wacky waters adventure park and then they uh adventure park splish splash and play in the sun go bonsai make Whoa. a hole in one and bonsai was that like water slide yeah the big like oh, down yep. yeah. you risk yeah. death it's great yep, yeah. my favorite yeah. part <laughs> make a hole in one something 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 to um it's out there i don't know man like yeah. like it's it's been a long week like <laughs> so i'll forgive me for like not knowing the entirety of the jingle but it's out there i'll, I'll look it up that's um, it you don't know the wacky waters song it's <laughs> over <laughs> like i have hooks in my head that last anywhere mm -hmm. between five to thirty seconds and like this new song has been a hook in my head for like 20 years and I haven't been able to figure out how to actually make it into a song. And I didn't think I could actually sing the thing. So, like, I can barely sing it because my vocal range is, we'll call it an adaptive. Because uh, you said it is baritone, and that's accurate, I think. I don't know the terms that well, but I, my natural range is closer to, like, Matt Berninger from The National than Daniel Johns. Mm -hmm. Or at least from back when he could sing B-flat or whatever. Because, like, he, there's a song in Diorama called Without You, and... He is, that is like the most committed vocal um, track I have ever heard in my life where like he, you're putting a hundred percent in and that's what I want to do. Like that was like, Oh yeah, that's relatable. Um, so I got a guy, uh, he, I grew up with him uh, in, in high school named Ryan Roland and he and I, some of the most fun times we would sit and record things in high school. And like he does, he, he, he has this project, Polestar, P-O-L-E-S-T-A-R. It's on Bandcamp. If you look it up, he's got songs called Smile, which is not like Brian Wilson. It's his own thing. He's got other tracks. He does very similar stuff. Like him and I are kind of peers where DIY, self-produced, self-released, he does everything, um, perfectionist kind of that, that sort of vibe. He is, I think, maybe a better, he's probably, he's a better vocalist than I am, I think. I've, I, I do okay, but like he's, he's always had this natural ability to just kill the fuck. And I would, I would, for the listeners and for you guys, I would look him up. He is exceptional. Side note, 10 years ago, him and I and uh, John Hines and a couple of other people made a Misfits Christmas album, which is not mm -hmm. unique. I do, I do believe it is of my strong opinion that it is the best misfits christmas themed album out there and it's because of ryan it's called misfitsmas uh and i wrote for some of it i sang for a couple tracks but it's really ryan's thing and we helped out it's written brilliantly it's uh how much do you know about the misfits just for, just for your eric like, knows more than i do yeah I, okay. I am a pretty pretty big misfits fan yeah okay you know the song skulls right mm -hmm. yes well Coles. Uh, don't want your coals. Don't yeah. need your coals. <laughs> that um, uh, I'll look. It, it's brilliant. Look, I, I won't get too deeply into it, but it's it's excellent. Like I would I would point to um, 
I would point to that as like a uh, a touchstone in in uh, you know because it wasn't like I was completely inactive in a, in a hole forever, but like I just didn't do my own thing. Mm-hmm. I was honored to help Ryan out on that, and it sounds amazing. He produced it. He did all, pretty much all of it in my. <laughs> I helped write it, but like, yeah, his vocal prowess is so good. Like, it sounds kind of like dancing, but it's him. Yeah, uh, I, so. I did listen to the first track, and uh, I mean, I hope no one would take this the wrong way because Misfits fans can be fickle. Uh, but it was closer <laughs> to uh, Michael Graves than dancing, and yeah. I thought it. Yeah. I thought it. I mean, I only got to hear the first like song and a half, but. I thought it was really well done and I'm excited to hear the rest of it, but it's not just a Danzig impression, which, you know, uh, is really fun to do, but it's not always fun to listen to. (laughs) 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 So, uh, it it is cool that someone did their, their own take on it, you know, and has their own voice doing it. That's, it sounds really cool. So I'm excited to hear the rest. Just out of curiosity. I just, um, are, are you a Misfits fan, Travis? I have a complex relationship with that band because Danzig's lawyer filed a cease and desist against the Misfits work. Mm. Oh, and I generally don't think that Glenn Danzig is a pleasant individual. Um, But his work is brilliant. Like his, his work in Misfits is some of the best goth punk pop music I've ever heard in my life. So like, how do you, I don't know how to feel about him. <laughs> the, the reason yeah, why I was ahead. asking, so I, I understand, like you you kind of touched on this, Eric, there's kind of a Glenn Danzig, Michael Graves sort of, you know, maybe some people are in one camp, some people are in the other. Is it like that divisive? People get so tethered to bands where the initial vocalist formed the sound and then the vocalist either left or passed away and then a replacement sure. came and it's like, I guess so. I mean, dancing is so iconic vocally, right? Like yeah. you hear it and it's like, yeah, of course. You instantly so, know who it is. Yeah. That's an, that, that's an aspiration, I think. But ultimately like he's trying to sound like Elvis. Right. Like, so he was chasing someone else as he ended up right. forming his own thing. And I think, you know, if that's how it works, I accept that, you know, for whatever this is I'm doing. <laughs> like it's, I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> I think missing the mark is, uh, probably one of the greatest artistic accomplishments you could hope for. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like I'm trying for this and I missed it and I failed yeah. at it, but I found something else. Like yeah. that's and, a big and deal. To yeah. the listener, they don't know or care if it sounds good to them. They're gonna oh, yeah. I wanted to give a, a really quick shout out to Tim Ramirez who uh, lit up the music video. Did you guys see it? By the way, if you didn't, that's fine, but I would. I, I have not seen mm. it yet. There is a music video for on and off on YouTube. Oh, cool. Oh, All okay. Right. So last October, I was at an on-site for work, and then I took an Uber down to Tim's uh, place. He has a shed, and he runs he runs a show. He runs a business called Hydrosonic Light Show. It's akin to the early Pink Floyd performances, where there were like the drippy light show yeah. backdrops. He does that, so he's using cool. the exist the, the same technology, and. It is profound. And it's also like he no one can take it away from him because it's his own. There's no IP issues whatsoever. Like he's not right. sampling anything. It's a sure. brilliant model. Uh, he's based in Chicago and he and I like he was actually raised in the area that I was raised in and was in a band with me and Ryan. I don't want to summon too much of that up because Tim is very forward looking and I don't I want to honor his intent. He is doing a brilliant job expanding his business, but he he helped me make this music video. And I'm just, it's just me like in front of like a, a wall in his little one car garage that has all the light show stuff. Hmm. And that's the video. And I, uh, my friend Louis, one of my closest friends, Louis is a cinematographer and filmed it. And he gave me the footage and I went into premiere and just cut the video up and made it and put my own thing in. I'm a design major. I do, I do that stuff. So it's, it's, it was pretty straightforward. I'm very proud of like how it turned out for the sake of efficiency. Cause it's not like in this scene, you do this. It, it's really just me standing there and lip syncing mm-hmm. the song and it, it turned out pretty good. I, I'm all about like pragmatism in some yeah. ways and then maximalizing in other ways. And, uh, 
it's a good kind of juxtaposition of that. Yeah. So. I, I mean, that that's a perfect way to approach things, I, I think, because if you can make some aspects larger than life, the more subtle things, like they'll get lost for a while, but then people will find those too. And it'll be like sort of a hidden gem, you know? Yeah. under the maximal aspects of it yeah absolutely the thing that i want to do like eventually is i want to overwhelm with my voice like i want it mm -hmm. i want it's like a vengeance thread uh which actually kind of sounds like a song name which i'm gonna take <laughs> uh, nice um but i you know like i just in my head I, it's like an, almost a retaliation against the time i have spent and wasted because it's it was interesting i was thinking about this last night like the idea of like why now why not mm -hmm. 10 years ago? Because it could have been well-received 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. and that, But I, I only have this much time to do it. So I've almost, there's this weird dichotomy between like, I this could have been done sooner, but I wasn't ready then. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm of the belief that I was, I'm ready now. Mm -hmm. And if it happened to be at the age of 37, 38 in two weeks, so be it. If I'm a late adopter to it, okay. I, I don't know how much time I have or we have left but there's still a window. Let's do what we can with it. So with that, I will quickly segue into the idea that uh, I have two performances, if anyone cares, to attend. Uh, in Alito on August 1st, I will be joining Shun. Uh, it's the same venue I went to in May. I'm going to do it again in August 1st. I don't know the lineup, but I'll be performing. And then I'm going to be making my Quad Cities debut at the Village Theater in Davenport on August 25th. And I'm very, 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 very excited to be on a stage. I'm also like, by the way, like I love Sean and his house. It was punk. It was good. It was interesting too, because like my my premonition of going on to into a punk house show was that like it would be received with indifference. Hmm. It was received with enthusiasm, and that was the thing. It's like, oh, Jesus, maybe this is actually going to work. But like the audience were like 15 to 25 year olds touring bands, yeah. hardcore bands. And like they saw the sample and some guy, it's in the video. Like I I have a video on my channel that is the whole set. And you can hear someone go, you do electronica? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just trying to get the, the, the ideas out there. So yeah, I'm hype. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. It's, it's, a good, it's a good place mentally to be in. And I'm very excited. Nice. Uh, I, like I said, I am a gearhead, and you've mentioned your sampler a couple times. Do you use a Roland SP, or is yes, that I what do. it is? That is? And so that is. it does the vocals in real time, then, like yeah. the, the harmonies of sorts, right? Yeah. The so shifting. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can you can put a guitar in there, um, mm -hmm. but I I have the microphone going through it, and then cool. the the vocals and the backing track, which is percussion and bass and keyboards or whatever else mm -hmm. merged into one button i press that button and that is the track so it's kind of sure. glorified karaoke basically <laughs> like yeah but whatever. you made um, the track <laughs> yeah exactly so it's okay yeah. I, I don't care um <laughs> but um yeah so the sampler allows me to have delayed effects to the vocals so i'm not just going dry because i i need that to kind of be able to do my Phil Collins impression, which is, I think, what it ends up sounding like at the end of the day, which I'm happy with. I love the guy. Um, long live. And then guitar, if it so happens that I have a guitar in the song, it is with an amp along with the PA that that projects the sound from the sampler. So it's a really simple setup. It's it's meant yeah. to be. Yeah, lots, uh, lot, uh, not as much um, opportunity for uh, equipment failure you know just get rid of well, that stuff it's, <laughs> it's really funny because like i actually forgot my adapter for the sampler in the in the show and i'm like uh what do i do and i look and i'm like oh i can put batteries in this so i just went to a gas station got six uh, like a pack of batteries and plugged <laughs> it in and i that was the the thing is a is a brilliant piece of equipment and mm -hmm. is probably the reason i can do this in the first place because yeah. i'd otherwise have to use a computer and i don't want to i don't own this thing it's not mine mm -hmm. right so i mm -hmm. You know, I borrow it and I don't use it for any of the life stuff because I, I don't want to like risk brushing my hand against it and have yeah. it fall. You know? but <laughs> like it the... doesn't really seem like you need to. It sounds like you got it worked out. So, yes, yeah. in here, in my brain is like a, a, a constant engine of figuring problems out and mm -hmm. overcoming, managing my anxiety. That is mm -hmm. the, that is the constant struggle, but I get through it. I know what to do. I didn't in the past. 
So you had another question, which was? Well, yeah, I actually just kind of wanted to um, comment a little bit on uh, the idea of like, you know, why now? And sort of like maybe struggling with like the age situation, like in music or whatever, you know? So I, I was just wondering if, was that ever like a, I guess you kind of answered this before, but yeah. is, is that something you've struggled with? Like, okay, should I even be putting this out, you know, at this age or whatever? And then, or did well, you just kind of say like, screw it? It's the latter. But like when I arrived at the, at the first show and saw that they were kids, I'm like, hmm. I'm the oldest person in this, in this entire right. place. <laughs> like, right. So, I mean, um, but the, you know what, like Peter Gabriel, He's touring Europe right now, I think, mm-hmm. last I knew. The man is 73 years old. He's performing music that is as old as me and some that is older. And he's still out there performing. Who cares? If you're able to do it, it doesn't matter if you're in your 30s or your teens or if you're 74 or whatever. Like, who, you know, it doesn't, the, there are no, there are no rules. All the only rules are just that which you're applying to yourself and mm-hmm. the obvious technical and mental constraints of what you're doing but like i'm more capable it's funny because like when i was i only started playing guitar at 14 i only started singing at 17 i was not like for Mm -hmm. example like steve was in it his entire life you know i i I was i did a couple of shows when i was 20 or 21 and knew that i did not enjoy it and wish i had and I had that thought, like, in my head, like, that notion has been writing with me as a, eventually, you, you will want to come back to this when the time is right. And um, thankfully, that's happening. There's, there's, you know, there's always going to be that, like, those nerves, but you can, you can medicate that away. Like, that, so that's fine. Um, but no, I, you know, it, it's something that was brought up during uh, when, when you were, um, talking about the the work and again thank you guys like because mm-hmm. honestly i i didn't know if it was like good um but you, you said about like the idea of this guy just feels like he's going for it yeah and that's kind of it you know it, it, it's like i, I i've stopped caring about my own because it, it's really been about my own doubt or my own question about it. it's like ah, oh, it's not the right time i'm too old or mm-hmm. i'm i'm working on my career or i'm got a kid and all those things are excuses it's not to say that like I should be ashamed of not having done anything because that will also consume you to an un, in an unproductive way. But you know, you make a decision. I choose to not regret the passage of time because the only thing I can control is right now. And I can plan for whatever I can and, and, and go from there. I could do it tomorrow. And mm-hmm. I, I did something, it, you know, all these ideas in my head, I feel like if, if they resonate to other people, it is my obligation to get it out there however mm-hmm. and then the joy comes from performing it and going off and um it's it's interesting because like last night i well in comparison to the show in may uh i i lost like my always my problem was like i would lose my voice because mm-hmm. i was yelling singing because i had to hear myself right. and like i just had these on plugged into the to the sampler and was able to control the volume and I was able to get a better performance. So like once I can get that going, and then once I have a stage presence through lighting and projection, I want to have, I want to do a show in Chicago at some point. And I told Tim, like, I want you to light show my performance, mm, uh, cool. however that works. Mm-hmm. Once I have those things in place, like, I think that there's a real, maybe this can be a level up thing. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm limited sure. by like, I don't want a tour. I don't want to, Right. I don't want to go to be away from my family or whatever. I have mm-hmm. my sure. life, but like, I want to be able to have a reliable presence in this scene, the quad cities in particular, where people know what this is mm-hmm. go because they understand it. And so far it seems like that is possible. Even with like, I, I made friends with a, a, a band called grip who are, really cool um really nice but they're hardcore like they're they're it's not the same genre mm-hmm. um i'm making f- uh, contacts with a um, a band called ever the everlasting light 
yeah. which is like a jazz metal. Do you know who they are? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They are incredible. Oh, my God. Is, is Alex Mahefe in that group? I... Uh, Alex. I don't know. His last... Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the guitarist. Yeah, he's he's great. And then you've got the, the, the front man, Rush Faulkner, who is a uh, based in Chicago, but will go down to the Quad Cities to play mm -hmm. um, for Everlasting Light. And he's like a noise artist. Like, I, I listen to as much of a set as I could because you know, I'm not someone who can just listen to a noise show the whole time, but I listen right. to some of it. And like, it's really cool. Cause like he's coming from a completely different headspace as is the rest of the band. Like the drummer is a jazz drummer, but they're doing this glacial metal thing. And it just hits in such an interesting way. I think that's where the future of music is. It's like tearing down the walls of division between what one thing sounds like in the next mm -hmm. and playing around with that, with that emerging space. So one thing yeah, about yeah. that, you're playing shows where it sounds like a lot of the other artists are doing way different things than you, which it makes for an awesome show. But I think when uh, people are younger and they're faced with that situation, a lot of times they'll start to say like, well, maybe I need to steer my stuff more towards that or whatever. And they get sort of in this place where they feel they need to fit in. Uh, yeah. And I found as you get older and you get more confident with what you're doing, you're not as tempted to try to assimilate or whatever. Yeah. And so my question is, yeah. do you think by sort of taking a break and coming back to this now, do you think you don't feel that way? You're just like, well, I'm glad various things exist and I can do what I do and feel confident in these situations. The most important thing is, is serving the song. Mm -hmm. what, 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 what the song is. I, I, I'm not as concerned about what the, I am, but like it, the, the most important thing is that the song comes through. Mm -hmm. um, the drummer for grip was like, Oh, you're a songwriter. That's what you are. And I'm like, <laughs> get it. That's the point. Right. Uh, so like, if you're trying to write songs that, that are, that are not coming from yourself, then I think that you're sacrificing something. That is my succinct answer to that question. Like you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not serving the song that you're writing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where it comes from because like, I'm going to have different sounding songs and it, there, there will be threads that connect them, but mm -hmm. it's not going to be, I, I, I want that. I want divergence. And to your point around the idea of being pulled by another band, like, as long as you can come back to the center, I think, do whatever you want, you know, yeah, right. as long as you have a formed identity that, uh, which you can use as your, you know, how you write, how you assemble the songs, how you design the sound, how you um, emote those things. If it, that's kind of the, the, at the core of it, you know, so. Yeah, yeah for sure. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I just want to say, man, it's, um, this is really inspiring. Just like, you know, talking about, you know, how you're just going for it and, you know, you're not really thinking, well, maybe you're thinking a little bit about it, but like age and everything. And it, it, it just kind of proves to me that something doesn't always have to happen immediately. If you would have put this stuff out, like in 2006, as you alluded to before, it probably would have been a completely different result. You know, I don't so, think it would have been received as well, to be honest. Right. Yeah. That, that's super inspiring, Travis. I, Thank I really you. appreciate that. Yeah. Nice. I just, I appreciate that, that people like it. I didn't, I didn't have any expectation. So I'm going to ride with that and see how far it goes. Sure, it's kind nice. of it. Nice. And I, I really do want to shout out Steve, um, who has been a peer and a friend and a confidant in, in this. Um, I don't think I would be able to have gotten as far as I have without him, without Ryan, without John Hines, uh, my friend, without, um, that they've been extremely important in making me feel like I can actually do this. Cause I, it feels like a hat I put on, Yeah, you know, like, but like there are so many other hats I have to put on and I have to put on another hat very shortly to attend to <laughs> the rest of my day. So, um, nice. Well, thank you awesome. so much yeah. for being with us. Um, thank yeah. You uh, FKA climate has shows. Let's see. You said nothing house in Alito. Nothing August. else in Alito on the 1st of August and then the Village Theater on the 25th. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Guys, thank you so much. Yeah, this would be great. Um, I, I, I was, I, I dearly, dearly appreciate the, the positive reception has been um, a surprise and because uh, I'm very, very, very hard on myself normally uh, and I'm choosing not to be just enough to yeah. do this. So thank nice. you both. Appreciate it.
Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, we're on, stoked Travis. to hear the new the new stuff too. So yes. Oh and no, I'm it's, gonna, it's, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go through your YouTube and I'm gonna check yeah. out all of your stuff now. Because nice. I didn't yeah, realize um, that was all and Bandcamp too. You said right? Yeah, the, the SoundCloud, SoundCloud link um, mm -hmm. is uh, it's got it's got the on enough demo that I mentioned from 06. Mm -hmm. So if I sound Ooh. drunk, now you know I was. So. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I really nice. appreciate Thank this you. very much. Um, yeah. Let's stay in touch. And, uh, I hope this was uh, an entertaining episode for people. One hundred percent. All right. Awesome. Cool. Thank you both. Well, thanks appreciate so much. It. Yeah. See you later. All the best. Have, Have a fun. great day, Travis. You too. I will. Thank you. Well, that well, was a good interview. That was a great interview, man. I'll tell you what, Travis. Yeah. Um, he's putting out some really, really great stuff. And like, for real though, I was actually getting inspired just you know, talking to him. It was a great interview. Yeah. It was and, awesome. And uh, I don't know what else, what else is there to say? I think, uh, totally you awesome. Know, check out you, FKA climate and check. Yes. Check out FKA climate. There's Go a to SoundCloud. There's a YouTube, there's a band camp. It's on Spotify. And Everywhere. I would say go to his shows if you can. Um, For sure. And uh, yeah, if you want to uh, talk to us, uh, Instagram is pretty mm -hmm. much it right now yeah, because Facebook much. is still down and yeah. that's fine. Just message us, let us know, uh, you know, if you want to just say something or you have any recommendations on people who we should talk to or people mm -hmm. we should re or things we should review, mm -hmm. let us know. Yeah. Things, bands, art, books, uh, speak, speaking, <laughs> Taco I, don't know what, I don't know what people do. <laughs> tacos. I mean, you could you could send yeah. us tacos to review. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, I think we should have a taco review section of the show starting. I soon. think I think that sounds good. All right. Coming to you live from Rudy's Tacos. <laughs> this is Taco Talk. Lettuce, tomato, and cheese. <laughs> oh my God. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>